You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. But I can I just like, like them. I know. What are, you, what are they for? <laughs> They're like vitamin C I little patch thingies, and you mm-hmm. like it just like depuffs and hydrates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went to my mother in law's last night with Hayden. We had dinner. She made um, a lasagna soup. I'm not really a lasagna Ooh. fan, but this was actually pretty good. I that guess she got their amazing. Yeah, yeah, she got the recipe from um, Courtney Adam's aunt and. Uh, it was actually pretty good, but yeah, so we had some wine. I haven't been drinking wine, so this morning I woke up and I just felt like my skin was like so thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> so I did yeah. that mud mask that we have mm-hmm. where it feels like it's literally like burning off a layer of skin, and then I yeah. did this like really hydrating. It was like coconut and hemp oil um, cream hydrating mask, mm-hmm. and that it was like one of those like Q-Bell things mm-hmm. or whatever that are like a dollar or whatever um yeah. at target and then i did and then i like layered i put on oil and then i like layered like so much lotion on my face and now i have mm-hmm. these eye things so no oh, you look I'm great just, like was it you to do my mud was it youth mud the mask that yeah. you used? yeah i just had to restock yeah. on that because <sighs> i lost like i lost a jar like how do you oh lose my a god jar? and it's not know. cheap no but I went to the cosmetic That's company awful. store and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. I um you you definitely can't use it like you definitely need to like space it out when you use it. Cause I mm-hmm. think there was one week I did try doing it twice in a week and like I literally burned Were you my bleeding? face. Were you like bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, because then I went to put on lotion and it was yeah. like legit like stinging. I was like, ooh. Like, yeah, I feel oh that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh I was like, maybe I need aloe on my face and not actual. Yeah, I'm just gonna put could it burn cream. I love the feeling of aloe though. Sometimes I do just buy it to of like put it on, even in the winter time, because it just feels great. It's nice and cooling, and you just Mm -hmm. feel like all the vitamins are just doing. No, that's actually feeling really great for my sexy menopause. I think I need to go. Yeah, is aloe? Yeah, because I'm like hot, and the heater is basically off. So I think what what's the next step? Maybe I'll just go put some aloe on my face or something. Stick it in the freezer. <laughs> That's actually probably a good idea. Don't they make yeah. that? Don't they make creams that are cooling, like a cooling cream for burns and stuff? I think they do. Yeah, they do. Just they like have bake. like it's Just basically like a out. menthol. It's like a menthol, like aloe cream or something. I've seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it feels great on a sunburn. Mike comes home and you smell like it smells like a nursing home. It smells like Ben Gay. It smells like Ben Gay. <laughs> What's wrong? So good. What's going on? Ben Gay what? and Feathers. Can't you're help you're like down to a bra. You're oh, like yeah. sweating. You have you're covered in friggin' Ben Gay. Uh. And you're like, oh, it's just me and my sexy menopause. Isn't this so sexy? Yeah, want a Werthers? Here you go, honey. <laughs> oh, but those are good. Don't be knocking They're a Werther's. So those good. are really good. <laughs> oh, just you wait for the rest of the episode. It's it's not knocking because I love them too. But my grandmother oh my got me onto them, so <laughs> it was my grandmother. Meme used to have um these like little mints. They were kind of like chalky mints. They were oh, like those these little good. like you know, and that you can mm. get them in like either pink or white, and they're like yeah. those little like circles and so she'd always have them in her bedroom and Mm -hmm. for like the longest time like I used to feel so special because she would like 
there all the grandkids would be over and she would like single me out and then I would go with her in her room and it'd be dark and she'd be like, Shh, don't tell anybody. And then she'd pull out a mint and give it to me and I'd be like all special. Yeah. And it wasn't until like I got a little bit older and I started looking around the room and I realized realized all the grandkids had that fucking mint in their mouth. So <laughs> it wasn't just me. Like Vivek was doing me dirty. Like yeah. she she was doing that to all the grandkids and pulling them in and like, don't don't tell the others. And so we're all sitting here like ha ha ha, I got something. Yeah. And it's like we all fucking had it. We all had it. <laughs> what flavor do you have? Do you have the pink or the white? <laughs> exactly. Like I love all right, well, I I'm just gonna rewrite the narrative on that and just pretend that it was just me because I really love her for that though that's so funny that's so awesome. I know but you know good for her for making us all feel special just for a right. moment a moment in time that second. she probably loved every second of it too yeah oh gosh mm-hmm. so good oh my god I hate we Sundays just... can I just put that out there I literally hate Sundays why do you hate I them? love Sundays and I hate Sundays mm-hmm. I hate Sundays because I feel like I feel like the weekends, like, you know, Fridays, it's like afternoon on Friday afternoon, you're finishing Mm -hmm. up work. And then it's like Friday afternoon when work is finally finished, then it's like the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so Friday night is nice because you can kind of chill. You get started with some of the stuff, but then it's kind of chill. And then Saturday is like the day for fun. So it's Mm -hmm. like probably like maybe you have errands or maybe you have something fun planned or Mm -hmm. like whatever it is and kind of hang out. And then Sundays come and it's like, like... Sundays is like the day that you have to make up for all the shit you didn't do on right. Friday Friday mm-hmm. evening and Saturday. So yeah. it's like on Sundays where you just want to chill, you just want to relax, you just want to like do nothing. You fucking can't. Yeah. Like you got to go take the lights down because mm-hmm. your neighbors are looking at you like you're a weirdo. <laughs> you got to go do grocery shopping because mm-hmm. you have friggin' nothing to feed your child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you may be starving yourself to lose weight, but your child isn't. So right. you got to make sure you got stuff for him. Right. And like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just don't want to do anything. And then it's like you have that thing hanging over your head that like Monday's there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the work week again. Yeah. And it's just, I yeah. just fucking hate Sundays. No, I hear you. <sighs> I hear you. I feel like, I don't know, like I Instacart on Mondays, like before I start working on anything, I Instacart because I can't be spending my Sunday at the grocery store as much as like I love doing it. It's a whole chore just getting her out of the house to do the other stuff we need to do. Her it is, but home. like I'm way too much of a control freak to do I the know. whole Instacart thing. Yes. Like I need to pick out the onion. Like, mm-hmm. how do I know that there wasn't, like, a whiter, rounder onion right. next to the one that they chose for me? Right. And what if it's not, like, the right ripeness of the avocado? Like, they don't mm-hmm. need to know what I'm fucking using it for. Right. They don't even ask me. What right. if I needed it for avocado toast? What if I was yeah. making guacamole? What if I just wanted it for some tortilla soup? Mm-hmm. I need different hardness of an avocado. Yeah. And, like, they're probably going to get the greenest, non-ripest avocado they can find because they probably don't even know what fucking avocados are. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> I actually, I say that because I once had, this was, it was like Uber Eats something or um, it was, I think at the time it was Favor. It was like Favor was like before Uber Eats and everything came out, but it was basically like kind of the same thing. And there was this place that we used to get these salads. They were so good. I think it was called like um, Cafe Express or whatever was the place. I don't even know. But there were these salads and it was like a pesto. It was like a 
pesto pasta salad and there was like chicken grilled chicken on it and then there was like capers and i would always they had like this like little bar that had like extra peppers capers olives pickles Mm -hmm. and like all these different things that you could add on and so i always put in my thing like extra side of capers Mm -hmm. and this person was like i don't know what a caper is they don't have any and i was like (sighs) or they go they don't have any capers i was like yes they do it's at the bar well i don't see any and i was just like I'm like, they're capers. And he's like, I don't know what a caper is. And I was like, are you kidding? And I literally had to show this person like pictures of like, I Googled and I sent a picture of a caper. Oh, okay. Found them. They come back yeah. and they had, they really got me a small thing of like mini pickles. Like the gherkin pickles is what they got no. me. No. Oh my I'm God. not even kidding. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious no, right now? And like, awful. why wouldn't you ask the person? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So. No, like that's I. That's why I. Got my Instacart order the other day, and I will say, like, the freshness is a real thing. Like, there are some people who are really good about making sure they get you, like, the freshest options, and I know that because there's nothing not fresh in my bag. But then there are some where, like, the last order I got, my blueberries were all wrinkled. And, like, I'm sorry, but if the grocery store doesn't have any non-wrinkled like clearly old and decrepit blueberries <laughs> decrepit blueberries <laughs> then why don't you send me that message that says sorry blueberries are all out or like yeah. whatever you know what i mean like sorry the blueberries like old do you still want them if do you the want blue the wrinkles blueberries if the blueberries look like a set of old man like old man's ball sack <laughs> maybe those are the blueberries to tell you that? like should i put that in my memo or should like, you just say the you should, you know what? Or the next time you order Instacart <laughs> and you have blueberries on there, mm-hmm. send your person like a message. Be like, "Hey, can you let me know if they look like ball sacks or not? <laughs> like, do they look like an old man's ball sack?" <laughs> and just like see what they say. Because like when I open them up and I see a bunch of tiny little ball sacks, I'm not gonna eat them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat ball sacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Well, okay, shall we get into the episode? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, I don't even know where this I don't I know where this conversation's going, so we should probably I don't just know either. Move this is just like <laughs> our lives on Sundays, I guess. Yeah, um, so today we have a hope episode. And just a reminder, the purpose of Hope Episodes is to provide hope to those who are in the thick of their fertility journeys. Each Hope Episode will share a different woman's journey to geriatric mamahood, whether it be through fertility treatments, surrogacy, adoption, regardless of the method. All of these women have endured heartache, disappointment, anxiety, and stress before finally being blessed with their miracle rainbow babies. Yes. So on today's Hope episode, I'm going to be reading Nicole's story. So Nicole sent us her fertility journey after seeing Alyssa's Instagram post about last week's Mompreneur episode with Baby Booty. Nicole actually went to high school with Alyssa and I. So it's funny because at first when I saw like the last name I asked Alyssa, I was like, is this the same Nicole? And she's like, yes. So (laughs) super excited to be reading her story. Thank you, Nicole, for sending this in. I I had no idea, as nobody would, right? Unless somebody opens up and shares. But a little bit about Nicole, and don't worry, Nicole, I'm not gonna, (laughs) I'm not gonna, it'll be, this will be very PC, I promise. (laughs) No, no, she's she's fine. Nicole, you know, uh, I was telling Sonia before we jumped onto this, she's always had that like mom 
aura about her. Like she was kind of like the, you know, ringleader in a way of like our little group. And so mm -hmm. she also, but she also was just like, had that, like, like, I just remember always feeling safe, you know, when like mm -hmm. she was around, we'd go to parties and stuff. And it was like, I kind of like looked up to her in a way of just like, oh, she's, I need to stay close to her. She's going to protect me. She's good or whatever. Yeah. So she's always kind of had that like motherly nurturing kind of like aura about her. So, I mean, it only makes sense that she found her way to, to being a mama. So I'm just yeah. like so happy. So there's no doubt in my mind that she's going to be an absolutely amazing mom. So really love that she, you know, took the time to, to put this story together. What are you doing? What was that? <laughs> like Sadia just like pissed Does herself really like quickly it sounds like you just it sounds like you just pissed in a bucket <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well no i didn't my iced tea peed in a bucket okay all right <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like, I'm like listen i know we're not shooting the video for this one but jesus christ sonia keep it together please <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um okay so i guess i'll just like get right into reading this so it is mm -hmm. a long one so bear with me but it, it's it's really good it's and i'm gonna really try good. my best not to cry i actually broke down a couple times when i was reading yeah, it i did too <sighs> to myself i was like get it together jessica <laughs> um okay in the fall of 2020, my now husband and I got pregnant sort of by accident, and I ended up having a miscarriage at nine weeks. I had no fear about having a miscarriage at the time because I didn't even consider it to be an option. I just thought, I'm pregnant, and so, okay, we are doing this. When I had the miscarriage, I was obviously very upset, but I knew that I wanted to try again and that having a child and being pregnant was something that I wanted for sure. My then boyfriend and now husband and I were not on the same page for a long time, and that was really difficult. He wanted to wait, and I wanted to try again right away. Ugh, that's so hard. So I started really focusing on my health and I changed my diet pretty significantly. Everything in my shopping cart was now organic. Little thing about this, I actually like have been was watching Nicole's kind of journey to health um, online, not, mm -hmm. not in a creepy way, but like she was sharing kind of, you know, updates of her progress and stuff. And like when mm -hmm. she says that she changed drastically, like, yes, like she yeah. you could just tell like she was glowing. She just absolutely looks amazing. Mm -hmm. I started really focusing on gut health and supplementing to prepare for my next pregnancy. We started trying again about nine months later, I'd say, and I got pregnant right away. For me, getting pregnant is no problem, but keeping the pregnancy has been. This time I felt so much more confident. I thought miscarriages aren't common. It was just one time thing. This time it's going to be different. I've been really focusing on my health. We went in for our first ultrasound at 10 weeks, excited to see and hear uh, excited to see and hear a heartbeat, and there wasn't one. The baby was measuring a little less than eight weeks, so they said, maybe this machine isn't strong enough. We're going to have to send you to a different place. I had had another appointment three days later, and at that appointment, it was confirmed that there was no heartbeat. I miscarried at home that weekend. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Is 10 weeks kind of late for a miscarriage? Not sorry, not miscarriage, for an ultrasound? Uh, yeah, I feel. Or is that normal? I feel like it's normal for like normal pregnancies, but since she okay. had a miscarriage before, I feel like it's a little late. I would want to see it at like I would want to see the heartbeat at eight weeks. You know, yeah. Personally, well, it's like be... it's 
it's yeah because it's so different because like you and I going through like all the fertility stuff and going yeah. to fertility clinics they give you like an ultrasound every other week so right. I honestly don't know what's normal so um I had yeah. no idea that's such a long time to wait mm-hmm. it is at this point I still had some hope but obviously was very disappointed very upset and depressed once again my now husband then boyfriend wanted to wait each time this happened it was very difficult on me and on our relationship I can imagine. Mm -hmm. I decided to work with a naturopath and I started following her guidance and seeing her in Florida. A few times she did some work on me called orthobionatomy. Yeah. Orthobionatomy. I'm not sure. Orthobionatomy. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. And she gave me a bunch of suggestions and guidance on what to do to boost progesterone and different things to do to heal and help me spiritually, physically, and emotionally. I was taking certain supplements and eating certain foods. She wanted to see a diary of all the food that I ate and that my husband ate for a few weeks. We followed along, had phone appointments with her, and would make appointments with her whenever I was in Florida, which was pretty often at the time, but I probably saw her a total of four times in person. So fast forward and we got pregnant again as soon as we started trying, which was November-ish of 2022. At this time, I was so nervous but still had some hope. I had heard people say that they've had miscarriages and they were able to have a baby and people would tell me miraculous stories. So I believed that if it could happen for them, maybe it could happen for me too. Honestly, if it weren't for hearing countless people tell me different stories of success, I probably wouldn't have had the same kind of hope, but who knows? The last part of the story is that I went in for an ultrasound and I was supposed to be close to nine weeks at this point. I had done some blood work with a doctor and they had done a hysteronography, hysteronography, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it's called, <laughs> um, <laughs> where they put a little fluid into my uterus to see if there were any polyps or cysts or reasons why the baby wasn't attaching properly and everything was and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. My blood work was fine. The technician even said that my uterus was beautiful. So I came to find out at this appointment for the nine weekish ultrasound that I was measuring at five weeks, one day. And of course, again, I was having an unsuccessful pregnancy. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I know. I can't. This one was really challenging because I felt like I was being tricked. I'm trying to keep it together. I know. I kept finding out that I wasn't successfully pregnant after weeks of thinking that I was and still having symptoms. For this unsuccessful pregnancy, they told me that the gestational sac was abnormally shaped. I opted for an unconscious DNC because F that again. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, mm-hmm. Nicole. My God. I told my boyfriend that I just didn't know if I could do this again and I was ready to give up. He had talked to one of his friends whose wife had a DNC after a miscarriage and then they had a successful pregnancy and he told me that he really wanted to try again just one more time and that he had a really good feeling about it. I said, okay. At this time, we ended up getting engaged, which was some, which was super exciting and what I had wanted for a long time. And I decided that I didn't want to be pregnant in a wedding dress. So we decided that we would wait until we got married to try again, which meant we needed to get married really soon. Ha ha. That was her laugh, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I knew. Ha <laughs> ha. Move on. <laughs> I knew that as soon as I started trying, I would get pregnant. There was no doubt uh, in my mind that I was going to get pregnant again. It was a question of whether or not it was going to work. 
I was still taking really good care of myself with the nutrition and supplements, getting exercise and really following the alternative alternative fertility paths because the doctors were just telling me that everything was fine and that there wasn't that they weren't sure what was wrong that's mm-hmm. so frustrating i know because it's like just tell me like right. i need to know what the hell right. like that's I so mean, frustrating even with mike and i it was unexplained and but then at the same time mm-hmm. like test results kind of explained it a little bit you know so yeah i know Oh, my God. And she has this little like excerpt in here. She says, um, actually, my OBGYN told me that my eggs are probably just a little moldy. (laughs) What the fuck? What? Please tell me she was joking. Like, Jesus. No. Eggs are probably just a little moldy. Yeah. She recommended taking progesterone when I got pregnant again, and which I wasn't sure if I was going to do that or not. Like, if some bitch is telling me that I have moldy eggs, I think I would probably tell her to fuck right off. Like, even if it's true, but like, Jesus, like, there's not another word you could use. Mm -hmm. Moldy? Yeah, wait till you see who the OBGYN is at the end. Just wait. God, uh, moldy. Like I literally yeah. can't. Like I'm picturing yeah. now. I'm picturing like a bowl of like like old ball sack. Mm-hmm. Like I moldy feel like your doctor put it much more gently. Doctor, of course, did a much. More... He was literally comparing them to marbles, and this right. bitch is calling them moldy eggs. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Can't wait till you read the last part. God, the very end. <laughs> oh shit, Nicole! I'm so sorry that so somebody said that to you. I can't. I literally mm-hmm. can't. Um, <laughs> we started trying literally the night we got married. Okay, maybe morning after. LOL. And it was two weeks later, or maybe three, that I took a positive pregnancy test. This time, I was so full of fear because I had obviously had the unsuccessful experiences previously, and how could I possibly feel assured and positive given my past experiences? It just sucks because it's like each mm-hmm. time it's like your spirit just like dims, you know? Yeah. It's like you have that fire in you, and it just keeps dimming each time you experience mm-hmm. loss. And then towards the end, you're just like, you, you're numb, but you're not numb. It's just mm-hmm. like it's like the excitement and joy of it is stripped. Like it's it's right. taken from you. That excitement right. is taken from you. You're not allowed right. to be excited. You right. know, it just sucks. And then you have PTSD. <laughs> you so, do. You literally right. do. Yeah. I was having some cramping on my, on one side that I finally decided to call about, and they wanted to do an ultrasound to see if the baby was attached in the right place, not um, ectopic. I had had some blood work done to check my HCG levels, which were going up. So when I went to the ultrasound at about six weeks, there was a confirmed heartbeat, which I had never seen before. Oh, my God. That Mm -hmm. feeling is just so friggin' amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. When we saw that flickering of Hayden, like, I can't even. It was just – I couldn't even believe it. Like, it's just crazy. One of my nurses – one of my nurses or the – ultrasound tech or I don't know what they're called but they told me that once they see the heartbeat like the chance of miscarriage goes down significantly mm-hmm. like it's you're in, like basically you're 99% like yep going to carry you're through good. the pregnancy mm-hmm. so it was awesome yeah. yeah like I know things can happen but it's just like it goes way down you're not as yeah. much of a risk exactly. as you were before so right. oh yeah. god it's so good mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised or shocked because I had had the blood work I had had the blood work, so I knew the baby was growing, but they were able to confirm that the size was what it was supposed to be at that time, and it was attached in the right place, and it looked to be in the right shape. Ah, thank God. Yeah. 
So my next plan of action was to have my ultrasound at 10 weeks like normal. I decided to start taking progesterone. I was too nervous not to. That was a whole other experience. I'm so glad that she did opt to take the progesterone because Mm -hmm. like I understand it sounds scary and you're not sure if you want to do that, especially if you're like been on this like health kick of all these like natural things. You're so cautious of what you're putting in your body and you don't really want to like mess around with your hormones. But like progesterone, like for Mm -hmm. me, I felt like was the saving grace of like making sure that my pregnancy stuck, like just because of what I had gone through. So like, I'm, I am glad that she opted for that. Yeah. From week six to 10 before that ultrasound, I was a nervous wreck. It was very difficult because I had never made it that far before. And I'd always had this experience of thinking that everything was okay. And then finding out that it wasn't again, you're not allowed to be happy because you're Mm -hmm. just waiting for that, you know, other shoe to drop. So we went in for our 10 week and everything was perfect. Heart rate was normal, size measured perfectly, and I could even see him moving around. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It took another couple of weeks for me to feel a little bit more relaxed, but finally we're pregnant and healthy, expecting a boy March Mm -hmm. 19th. Oh my God, it's just around the corner. Holy Mm -hmm. shit, that's so exciting. My blood pressure is good. His heart rate is always described as perfect. I feel him moving constantly in each appointment that we've had. Things have checked out well, so I feel good and I feel like this is our time. I have a 32-week ultrasound this week that I am very much looking forward to, but I can say that the ultrasounds are still quite triggering for me. The dark room, the sound of the clicking and the, the clicking and the taking of the pictures still brings up some PTSD. So while I am excited to see him, I still don't really like ultrasounds. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> like I told like this is just like hitting home for me like yeah, I completely it's 100% so agree to your story. Yeah. So far, everything has been really good, and I turned 40 in October. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, Nicole. Mm-hmm. That is so crazy. Um, I know. Three miscarriages. I can't. That is just like – I know. Man. Um, um, so on the form, we have a question that we ask people when they write in, you know, what is their favorite thing about being a geriatric mama? And obviously, like, Nicole – Mm -hmm. is in the very early stages. And so what she responded with is that I am so proud of myself and my body when I go to an appointment and everything is perfect. I feel healthy and like the work I have done has paid off. (sighs) Oh my God. And then Sonia included the doctor who told Nicole that her eggs were moldy is the doctor that did Sonia's C-section. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, how did you put that together? Because we had a phone call, like, Nicole and I had a phone call to just, like, make sure we didn't leave out any details, make sure everything was good with, you know, um, her journey, um, what we're going to share. And she mentioned that the doctor that she's had throughout her pregnancy and the person who told her that her eggs were moldy was the doctor's (laughs) name because she's giving birth at the same place that I gave birth. So, oh my god so um, do you think so if you know this doctor do you think they were like joking like do you think that they were just like being i think funny? She maybe said like it, i think she said it like in like a in like trying to be like oh they're just a little moldy like trying to just be like she i don't know she's just very like she tries she makes everything sound <laughs> like it's really not that big of a deal so she probably was just like you know moldy sounds like a big fucking deal to me <laughs> I, don't, I feel like there's so many other words. 
I mean, like, I'm totally picturing. Seems like a big fucking deal. I'm picturing a giant ovary filled with really like normal sized like chicken eggs that are like that all are moldy. moldy. Like They're that's black. what I'm picturing right now. <laughs> I know. I just feel like there's so many other ways to describe yeah. what was going on, and I just yeah. I personally would not have appreciated being told no. the eggs were she's, a little moldy. Right. No, she's like a really sweet person. So I think in her mind, she was probably trying to downplay like that we we're you know we're some people very sexy menopause we're approaching yeah sexy menopause <laughs> but do you know how like some people though like they like they can say like the like the craziest rudest shit mm-hmm. but like they do it in a way that like t- when they say it it doesn't come across that way yeah like, that's you know her. and then that's when it's like you read what they say when you actually like look at the words of what was being said yeah. you're like this bitch yeah but like-, like when i first read it before talking to nicole i was just kind of like okay that's kind of offensive but then when i talked to nicole and she told me who it was i was like oh really oh my god i love her so much like that's what i said oh my god like how that is hilarious she also loves her so much which is why she's stuck with her through like the infertility process and like the whole journey has been like her obgyn in maine is the same person so like she's stuck so she loves her i'm glad she loves her i just don't appreciate (laughs) that word yeah i do not appreciate that whatsoever Maybe I'll have my next OBGYN appointment with her and I'll just let her know our thoughts. Like, just so you know, you really need to pick a different word to describe these eggs. (laughs) Moldy is not it. Moldy is not it. I'll tell her about Dr. Koo's marble analogy and she can look it up. (laughs) It is such a good analogy. It's literally Mm -hmm. my favorite, like, visualization, like – that should I should I explain what it was again? Yes. In case people are just explain like jumping Dr. in. Who's analogy? It's greatness. Okay. Yeah. So Dr. Ku was my fertility doctor, and he explained it as like when you're born, you have a bowl of like every woman when she's born, she has born with um picture it like a bowl of green marbles. Green represents like you know really strong healthy eggs, and like as the woman gets a little bit older and she like you know starts approaching like her um early 30s we'll say some of the marbles now are speckled with red mm-hmm. you still have like a bunch of green marbles but some of them are have kind of like red spots on them and then as you get closer to 35 you have more speckles and some of them are like fully red and you still have green marbles but you know what i mean like there's just like less of them and then as you get like closer to 40 now you have like more red marbles more speckled and then just a few green marbles there's still green marbles in there but they're just like there's just a few so that means each time you put your hand in and you pull out a handful of marbles your chances of pulling out a green marble increase each Mm -hmm. time you pull you reach your hand in because you're you're pulling away all of those red marbles Mm -hmm. so it's like it helped me because, you know, each time we did an egg retrieval and it was unsuccessful, I was like, well, that was a big batch of red marbles that are now out of there. That means I have more green marbles left over. Mm-hmm. And each time I had a miscarriage, each time mm-hmm. it didn't work or it didn't stick or whatever, it's like, those are red marbles. We're getting rid of the red marbles. Eventually, like, we're going to hit a green marble. And so, like, you know, and then we did. We got our green marble. So, like, mm-hmm. that's the way he described right. it. And I feel like that is just such a better visualization. Than it just gives you hope. eggs. Moldy eggs does not give you hope. Green, right. red speckled marbles gives you hope. Marbles gives you this hope. Is Moldy me think eggs of Ms. does not Rachel's, give you hope. Like the speckled green frog. It's making me think of the speckled. <laughs> <laughs> like 
<laughs> I don't know what the song actually is because I don't pay attention. But yes, oh it's much more hopeful, I feel yes. like, than moldy eggs because she just said generalized, like, your eggs are moldy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like, are they all moldy? Yeah. Like, is one moldy <laughs> egg, like, fucking yeah. up the other healthy eggs? Or is yeah. that one moldy, like, when you think of moldy, think of these spores that are, like, mm-hmm. just friggin' flying mm-hmm. off and, like, infecting all the eggs. Like, I'm sorry. I'm very visual. And I just, yeah. like I said, I do not appreciate moldy eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no. like that word. Don't <laughs> like that word. Nicole, you do not me. have moldy eggs. You do not have moldy actually eggs. I'm actually thinking about just making her my permanent OBGYN. So I'm actually now I'm looking forward to having this fun conversation with her. <laughs> <laughs> I know like, we are you confidentiality, but she probably has said this to multiple people. So I'm not yeah, gonna say obviously. So you know. I mean, we're on we're live on the podcast and Nicole's profile on Instagram is public because she does Arbon so. Which leads me yeah. into Nicole's information. So Nicole is a hairstylist here in Southern Maine, and she's also an Arbonne representative. And you can find her on Instagram at the handle at Nicole Burke 11. Also for Hope episodes, if you or someone you know is 35 and up and struggled with fertility, experienced heartbreaking fostering or adoption challenges, endured a miscarriage, or were perhaps flat out told by a doctor that you will never conceive naturally or that you have moldy eggs. <laughs> yeah. And eventually you told you moldy eggs. Yeah. And then despite all of that. You eventually found your happy ending by becoming a mama. We want to hear from you. So definitely yeah. write to us. And but also, yeah, like in addition to that, separate from a hope episode, I actually mm-hmm. want to hear from listeners some crazy shit that they've yes. heard from their doctors. Like I just That's like – I want to like – yeah. yeah I want to hear from them. So we have Nicole being told that she has moldy eggs. Mm-hmm. Like what are some – like I want to – we want to hear your right. stories. What are some crazy things that your doctors have said to you where you're just like – right? what the fuck did they just say mm-hmm. that to me like is that real mm-hmm. is this real life like i'm sure there's some crazy stuff out there so yeah. write us in and tell us you don't have to be 35 plus like anybody like i just want to hear crazy stuff like fertility related mm-hmm. like you know i just want to hear some funny stuff <laughs> make us laugh please do we have crusty <laughs> ovaries like what's next crusty <laughs> ovaries moldy <laughs> eggs like what you is know. going on yeah so we were looking through some posts by other geriatric mamas on instagram this week and i saw this really funny post by victoria by who is a blogger and also a geriatric mama and her husband's name is james by who is a british actor who stars in a show called east enders i was looking that up and i wasn't really able to see any clips but i don't know i might keep looking because it looks kind of cool so Victoria's handle on Instagram is life with the buys. And in April, Victoria wrote, yep, it's finally come to this. I need glasses. It's been a bit of a shock to the system. The fact that I need them due to the simple fact that I'm getting old and well, basically falling apart at the seams, apparently not the ideal news to get as I'm about to pop a baby out. It seems I should be sitting back with a bag of Werther's Originals and steaming a cup of <laughs> Horlocks, which I guess Horlocks in Britain is like a popular drink. It's like a sweet malted hot milk powder. Um, so rather than gallivanting about to baby bounce, and yet 
here we are. I've oh heard, my God. I know. I've heard several <laughs> times now the phrase geriatric mother, and I can't actually, be- actually believe this applies to me. I'm not old, am I? Sure. <laughs> I have a few, many gray hairs. Uh, the old wrinkle here and there, but geriatric? Really? Victoria gave birth to her new baby in June of 2023 after two failed inductions. Jesus. I know. I can't imagine two failed inductions. Oh my God. Um, I think it was like Chrissy Teigen posted something a while back that was like, she's like, um, she's like, threw my back out tying my shoe or tying my toddler's (laughs) shoe this morning. She's like, I guess this is part of the dying process. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious. It was like something like that. Um, but like, she like, like anytime she has like an ailment or something's wrong, she's just like, it's part of the dying process. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why when I thought was, she's just like, Oh, tall you glasses. And I'm just like, Oh shit. It's all downhill from here. Here we go. Oh my God. So funny. And then the gray hairs part, the gray hairs part has me dying because like, you know, like all of a sudden I have like two like gray hairs, like right in like the middle of the top of my head. And Mm -hmm. I was reading this thing. I was reading this other post on Instagram the other day and she was like, talk about postpartum hair loss. They can take all the grays. And I was like, yes. Seriously. Mm -hmm. I had so much postpartum hair loss, but none of that went. You know what? I didn't think I did, but I have like mm-hmm. very thick hair. I'm mm-hmm. like very fortunate. I didn't think I really had hair loss, but I'm noticing like baby hairs at like my temples growing in. Yeah. So I think I actually did and I just didn't notice. Right. It just kind of like <laughs> so, came off in the shower yeah. or like into your hairbrush and like you had no idea. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm always shedding. My husband's having to constantly snake the drain. It like, yeah. looks like this like giant vagina comes out of the friggin' drain every time. It's so disgusting. Oh, <laughs> it's like this wad of like God. this like weird creature. It's yeah. Like, God, the hell? I love it. I always try to take it out because I think it creeps. Like, I think my hair, like going like near the drain or like just being in the shower in general, I have this feeling like it creeps Mike out because he always says something about it. Well, it's disgusting. Yeah, it it is. It is. Do you know what I do, which is like really gross? Oh, no. I can't even believe I'm admitting this. (laughs) So, like, you know, when you get like a hair like stuck on your hand, it's like stuck on your Mm -hmm. hand. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll like pull it off and then I like, I stick it to like the wall in the shower. What else are you going to do? Where does it, it doesn't come. Yeah, but you. this is where, but this is where it gets gross. Yeah. I don't always rinse it. <laughs> so then, so then, like when Adam goes to shower, he just <laughs> you have a hairy shower. <laughs> the whole shower is just like hair, hair, like lines it's of so hair. <laughs> like what fucking animal? Like freaking based in here. A like what is Sasquatch going on? Came. A Sasquatch so was gross. here. I let and it take I- a shower. <laughs> I'm reminded by my next shower when I see it all up there, like, and I'm just like, oh shit, that's gross. And then I rinse it down, but then I add more. So it's just like, God, so sick. Yeah. I'm a fucking rabid beast. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel guilty when like Annabelle's in the bathtub and she'll be like shaking her hand and I'll be like, oh my gosh, did you get one of mama's hairs on your arm again? And she'll be like, mama's (laughs) hair stuck fingers and i'm like oh it's so frustrating she gets so frustrated about it and i i feel oh, for her i know i'm like let me get that for you honey let me just <laughs> let me just grab that for you mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we also found this really good post by Courtney Brennan, who is a digital creator and geriatric mom of two boys. Her handle is at it's Courtney Brennan. In March 2023, she wrote, I don't think I realized how much anxiety I've been carrying with this pregnancy until we had our 19 week ultrasound and I cried happy tears through the whole thing. Each time we saw a leg, an arm, a foot, fingers, toes, heart, kidneys, brain, it was like I was finally exhaling and giving myself permission to be happy. Mm -hmm. Not sure if other older moms feel this way, but because I'm having a geriatric pregnancy, I think I've just expected things to go to go wrong. Mm -hmm. This pregnancy was really th has really thrown me for a loop physically with being really sick and also all the mind games that then plays with your head. I still feel a bit of the emotional grayness and cloudiness, but I'm slowly getting back to my full and best self. Her son, Jack Thomas, was born in July of 2023. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so true. I just, mm -hmm. I think it was like the 20, I think we did like the full anatomy scan at like 21 weeks or 20 mm -hmm. weeks or something. Yeah. And I know exactly what she's talking about. And you probably do too. You know, it's just like, because until they do that, you really don't know what's going on. And um, yeah. and it was just everything it was just like, this is measuring perfectly. We mm -hmm. see this, we see this, we see this. And it was just like, like it. it's, she describes it perfectly because it's like being told each thing. You're just, you're finally feeling yourself exhaling and fully right. taking a normal breath. And it's just like, oh my God, like. Everything leading up to that appointment, I was a nervous wreck and I was literally like, oh shit, sorry. I thought I just like stopped recording for a second, but I didn't. Woo. Um, I was a nervous wreck and I was literally just feeling like, you know, a lot of these doubts and anxiety mm -hmm. and just, you know, everything. And then finally it was like after that appointment, I was like, okay. I knew that there were still things that you had to watch out for, but I just remember like that was a turning point for me where I mm -hmm. actually started allowing myself to like be happy yeah. and kind of let go some of that anxiety and fully mm -hmm. believe that this was real. Cause like, yeah. I didn't believe it until I actually saw that. So yeah, same here. No, I mean, since we did IVF and we did the testing, like the genetic testing, you know, I felt fairly good once I was past the first trimester, but I was really waiting for the 20 week scan as well. I mean, even though we knew, you know, there were a lot of things that weren't wrong with our baby. We didn't know if there was like anything else that could right. possibly be wrong. And I remember like she couldn't get a good view of Annabelle's heart during our 20 week scan because Annabelle kept like moving a certain way or like putting her hand over like where they were trying to see or whatever. And so um, we had to go back the week or I had to go back the week after because it was still like uh, people weren't allowed to go because of COVID and stuff. So it was just me. And so it was a little nerve-wracking that week. I mean, I saw all of her fingers. I saw all of, all of her toes. I saw her her lungs were working really, really well. She was really strong, but they couldn't see her heart. So that was like a little bit nerve-wracking. But other than that, I had a good Well, I mean, her lungs, her lungs wouldn't be going if her heart exactly. wasn't beating, right? Yeah. You so know? that made so. me feel a lot better. But the, the doctor needed to see her heart. So that actually was kind of a bonus because I got to see her two times in two weeks. So do you <laughs> remember really what you said to me when you were like, when they did the um, egg retrieval and they were like mm -hmm. testing all the embryos yeah. and they were like, they were like, <laughs> they came back and you were like, so basically they're all like one eyed 
monsters with teeth or something like that she's like all except for one yeah. you're like all except for one and it's a girl like but you like the way you describe them like you're yeah. like they're just yeah. like one-eyed monsters with teeth yeah i mean because you <laughs> so there's like babies with down syndrome right there's like babies with down syndrome mm-hmm. and then there's like a lot of other things wrong i think ours had like there were two i think that had like more than one thing wrong and i don't really know what any of that like means i just know one was Mm -hmm. probably one was probably just definitely down syndrome Mm -hmm. and then i don't know about the other so yeah yeah but it was like i will never forget the way because like you were just like very casual about it you're like basically they all have they're all like one-eyed monsters with teeth but there is one and she's a girl so i'm kind of like debating what should i do i'm like fucking implant it transfer let's go yeah oh my god i don't know why it was a question i really don't know why it was a question well no it was a question because you were like do we just get more eggs? We bank like it was. I understand why you were asking the yeah, question. Yeah, I mean, but- our doctor really wanted us to just because he felt like I wouldn't be able to have another one at the time. We really wanted to try for at least two, and he felt like mm-hmm. we wouldn't be able to if we didn't do another egg retrieval. And you know, he might have been right. Who knows? But it's fine. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> well. Thank you all for listening. That's all we really have for today. So be sure to tune in next week. Follow, subscribe, rate and review. Tell a friend. We need, God, we need all the support. Please, all of your support. We literally need everything (laughs) we can possibly get at this point. (laughs) Like support, we mean like please follow along. Please rate, review, tell a friend. Share the word. Send us stories. Like that's Mm -hmm. all – That's all of your support. I think send us your stories is amazing because like Jessica said earlier, we'll take, you know, any good funny story. And I love the idea of what Jessica was saying earlier about the doctors and what they say to you that might be super hilarious, like moldy eggs. Those stories are freaking amazing. So send us those. For more information, you can check out our website at geriatricmamas.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas, on YouTube at geriatric mamas, Twitter at geriatric mamas, YouTube at geriatric mamas. Oh, wait, that's twice. <laughs> we really want you to follow us on YouTube, but I think we've said that a few times in the past. So Yeah, we know. really have. It's fine. It's fine. And you can also follow our group page on Facebook, geriatric mamas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we haven't been drinking. Promise. No. Promise. No. Not drinking. No. This will go on our bloopers page. <laughs> One day. If you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, are interested in being a guest, or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can submit your inquiry by going to our website and clicking on send us your story or be our guest. Yes. <laughs> Y'all.